it's always exciting to, to start the fresh year. And um, everything, when it's new, it's always exciting. Because we're always expecting the new beginnings of anything that we're not sure of what is going to happen. But when there's a new baby born, everybody gets excited. And as well, I'm in that moment where I want you to be excited for the new year. Exp excited in terms of what God will be doing. And I don't know, but it's always, uh, I think I've done this for many past years, standing in this pulpit, but I always feel nervous. And uh, sometimes I feel like running to the toilet. <laughs> and it's always scary to stand in front of people to present the word of God. But I've been actually saying, you know, today, Zolani, I ask you to be yourself. And be God what God has called us you to be. And it's, um, it's never even been an easy thing. The worst scenario sometimes when you have to speak English, because English, uh, sometimes it's actually, it only operates in the morning. By the latest time, it tends to be off. So now I have to activate my English to be able to share what God is calling us to be. And um, I guess when we come to that moment, I just wanted you to be able to take in that moment and don't hear what Zoran has to say, but hear what God has to say. It's not about me, it's about God. Whenever we get that year, we don't get that because we wanted to be able to go and criticize in terms of what Zoran has to say. But we go out there to hear what the Lord has to say. And that is why I wanted to live this place and say, God, what did I hear? It's not what did Zolani say, but what did I hear that would be able that I could take it and make use of. Every time, I always lack what my grandmother used to say. He said, you tune the bones and then you split what you don't like, but you must enjoy the juice. And that juice, I always say to Jesus Christ. That what you have to be able to take that moment, that juice, it's not about the split. It's about what Jesus Christ had to say to you. And I closed the year last year, and I'm the one that opening up this year. But I just wanted to start you to remind you something, that we are all here in this world, and we have a purpose and the reason for us to live. There's nobody that was born on this earth and without any purpose and any reason. And one of all, it's not Zolani that is called. We are all called here. God has called us. And God has given us a mission and a mandate so that we can be able to transform the world and the universe that he has created from the beginning and from the end. It's not about that it's a one-man standing show. It's about everybody has got the take to participate in terms of transforming this world. We are here because God has called us to change the world. 
we are here because God has no, there is soul that is dying out there that need transformation. Every day on our life, we are sitting here and you don't take it for granted that you can able to sit on this chair, but someone did not wake up in this morning. Maybe their dead did not know Christ. I want to let you know it all lays in you that you've got an ability to tell them about Jesus Christ. Today, you're going to kill me because I'm going to be speaking the truth. I'm not going to be compromising what the truth has to say. There is no one that is not going to die without knowing Jesus Christ. There's no one that will not going to die without knowing Jesus Christ. But what does it lay to us? It lays to all the generation around here. I want to introduce myself again. If you don't know me, my name is Zolani Pagati. I come from Embo. The Valley of Embo. And nobody knew that there would be a young man. I'm not a young man anymore. I'm 35 years old. That will be standing in this pulpit and sharing the word of God. Where a lot of people, I remember, there was Mana. I don't know if Mana, she's not here. I passed through to the garage at the time, last year, December, and Mana was putting petrol. And then I went up and ran to Mana and give him, I said, hello, Mana, how are you? I hope you can have a good year. She's an our old lady here, a white lady. And the uh, petrol attendant looked at me and said, what do you know that white lady? I said, she comes to my church. She comes to my church. And said, but uh, are you, what, what are you? He was very confused. And I said, I'm a pastor. And then she comes to my church and I pastor her. And said, you pastor a white church? <laughs> I said, no, I don't pastor the white church. I pastor the kingdom church. It's not about a white church. I'm not going to be able to be here. So, hello, my black brothers. Can you say hello here? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, the Indian colors here. Yes. The Shonas. This is not a white church. It's a kingdom church. And it was surprising to see how people view things. It was surprising how people look at how we are. But I wanted to remind you today as we're starting, we've got a vision. We've got a vision. And that vision is not for me as well. That vision is for us to participate on that vision. We may be the people that we sit it down and we pray about it, but we wanted you to remind you today there's a vision that I want you guys to be part of. And I want you to teach you Mazulu today. I know that I speak English, but there's a word called Finyelela. Finyelela. It's amazing how when you say Finyelela, it's got different meaning, but it's one word. Finyelela means stretching. Stretching, assess, grab. Could you say fingelela? Don't say fingelela. Fingelela? Yes, there you are. Look at that. You thought I'm the only one that could not say English words. You cannot say the Zulu words as well. Fingelela, could you say fingelela? 
Okay, Amanda, can you say Finyelela? Finyelela, Mpundi Swami. There is a moment where God is calling us that everything that we have, Finyelela, when, when you Finyelela, you use your mind to Finyelela as well. You use your feet to Finyelela. You use your hands to grab and Finyelela. For us, in this church here, we use the word of God to fingelela. The word of God could reach to a certain level where we could not be able to go to. The word of God can fingelela to someone that you do not even see around here and can transform that person to not to be the same again. I wanted to let you know, in this morning, whenever you're sitting, I think you live in this place Ringing in your head, fingelela, fingelela, fingelela. And I wanted to let you know, in this year, I'm very inspired that wherever I go around to the people, I started to say to them, have you fingelela? And they look at me and, what is fingelela? And I say to them, have you heard about Jesus in your life? And they all look at me and say, yeah, I know about that person, but it does not do anything to me. I said, that same Jesus have transformed me the way I am now. Everything that I have, it comes from him. And so, as starting up of the fingelela, number one, we wanted to fingelela up where we able to seek God. We want to seek God. The priority for everyone that is here, we cannot fingelela without God. We could not do anything without God. We are here because of him. That's why we needed to seek him. So I don't know about you, but by the end of this preach, I wanted you to be able, have you seek God in your life or not? Has you make him as your Lord, as your Savior or not? Because whatever you do, you needed him to be the one that is your Lord and your Savior in your life. I'm going to go reaching others. Have you fingelela out? Have you done anything to tell people about Jesus? Or is it all about you? We've just sang in this morning. I just love Kanya when he started um, sharing about the scripture. And then he's going to basically, he shared about the family. And that's why I'll be spending time as well preaching more about the family. But I wanted to remind you about the vision we have as Sarepta about Fingelela. I will stick more into the family. But first of all, I wanted to remind you what is there. Fingelela, growing deeper in God. We need God, church. We need God in this society because if we are not growing deeper, if we're not taking that routine, we're not going to go anywhere. I was challenged at that time. I had a friend of mine that is a Muslim that he came and fixed my car. And when we started having some arguments and chatting and asking him about, about what do I believe, what does he believe, he sit it down and tell me what does he believe, and then I sit it down and listen to him. But at the end, I was like, I'm not going to argue a lot, but I'll tell him that I believe in my Jesus. That's it. And then I'm talking to you now. He's speaking to me on WhatsApp every day. 
what is this Jesus like? He's speaking to me on WhatsApp every day and said, how is your Jesus like in t- today? I always said, today I had a sweet day with Jesus. Why? I did not argue with him. But I know that I have Christ in me. Who lives in me. Who takes me through to the battles and who actually bless me whenever I'm in a challenge. I know, church, there's a, something that I prayed in this morning. And even in this past week, we do not like to stay in the battles, but we like to stay in the blessings. We needed to be able to stay in these both things because they're teaching us to be able to know who he is. When we are in the battle, let's sit on the battle and look at it. The blessing is coming. I like to stay in the battles sometimes, but I know it's not easy. But when I'm in the blessing, it's like a honeymoon. Everything is going easily. But I know I've learned and I've been equipped from that. I want to talk to you through the family. This morning, maybe you thought I've not started preaching. What I want to say to you, I want to tell you about my family. I was raised at Ambo. I lost all my family members. My mother died when I was six years old. I did not know my father. I did not know where does he stay. I knew he was my father because my mother did not tell me who's my father because obvious fathers run away at the youngest age. I don't know what's happening with us. And I think most of the African people, if you can know, looks like soon as your father heard that your mom is pregnant, looks like this is a running cart. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm not going to be able to stay for this woman because it's bringing something that is hectic to me. But I want to say to you, if my father knew that who is he gave birth to me, he could stay to my mother. I did not know my father. I grew up, and then I was started to be a young man that's searching for his father, as every young man will do that. And then fortunately, I found someone that called my mother, told me he's my father. And um, I went and reached to him. He was a police guy, wealth, he's got everything. And then I started to say, hey, you're my father. <laughs> I need a father. And then he started rejecting me. And told me, no, you are not my son. And then while in the meantime, I thought I found the father. And I was very disappointed. And I lost my grandmother, who played the role of being a father. And the mother. She passed away. And eventually at the end, the time when I thought, now, Zolana, you have a thing called family. It was my aunt who was married to my uncle. My uncle passed away as well from HIV. And now I had the aunt that we all go and run to. And like, aunt, I'm hungry. And then used to make a food. And then she was raped and killed. Brutally killed. We walk in there. And I still remember we're coming from the Alpha course. From Emma when I used to lead the group. I'm still standing and saying that with faith, what I've seen, because 
I came from the past where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I could handle that, and that was the time where all my family people that I considered them as my family, I had no family again. Everybody was gone. And I said, Lord, if I don't have a family, now everybody left me. I don't have anyone. Where do I go to? Who do I see? Where do, what do life look like a mess? Because you go home, everybody, they've got their families around the community. You go home, you look at those walls, you remember your grandmother, you remember your sister, you remember everybody, and that puts you in pain again. And when you do not have a family. But fortunately, I want to talk to you about the family of God. God blessed me with the family of Sarepta when I did not have a family. God blessed me with the people that came through, and those people are the people of Christ again. And I wanted to let you know that once you know Christ, you've got, we are all the family here. Once you know Christ, there is no orphan and there is nobody. We are all the family. And I want to say to you, it was an excitement when I got to married to my wife. I remember it was Christmas Day, praying to God, Lord, I need a family. Lord, I need a family. And cut the story short, I got to married to my wife. And that way I started to build what you call the family that I have now. I'm so grateful to have my wife and my three children and my Zoe that we almost lost and we see the miracle of God taking Zoe back to life again when he was gone. And that way I had a sense of belonging in terms of what does the family look like? But can I tell you, family, they don't come easy. There's too much responsibility. <laughs> I want to read the scripture today to you. I want you to open your book, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And I'm going to read it in an amplified version. Chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, for this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, above my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, for whom every family in heaven, every family in heaven and in on earth in the named, that the Father from whom all the fatherhoods takes its title and derives its name. God chose to be called the Father. When I did not have a father, I went to him and I said, Lord, I need you, Abba, Daddy. When my father abandoned me, I did not actually go anywhere. I went and called him. I said, Father, I need you. I like the way because the scripture says that in the Amplified Version, a fatherhood, God did not choose that he must be called a 
a Mr. President or anything or a CEO. God actually gave us an easy task for us so we can be able to go to him as a father. When we go to your father, you may not be intimidated as you know that what does it look like as a family to go to someone and say, Daddy, this is what I'm struggling with. I need you. I need you. This is a challenge. This is what I'm going through. The church is a multiplying family. The church is a multiplying family. The reason we came to know Christ, as the scripture says that, so we can multiply and then we can be able to have a Fingilela family. So when someone did not have a family to belong, but he can be able to find the family in the church. Where do you find people gathered as the family? Family, there's always a fight, but every time they always love one another. There is peace. There is no other person that you can chuck him out because he's something else in the family member. That is a problem. I want to say to you, if you have a, I used to have a fight with my uncle all the time. But because he was a family, I was the last person that I have to bury him. We are here as a family of Christ. We are here to build one another. I like this. That it says we are the family of God. We were not born again just to have a personal relationship with God. We are also saved so we can have a relationship with God's family, with one another. Sometimes when we are born again, we think it's all about ourselves. I want to say to you, church, it's time to give it away. It's time to be able to install what have Christ have created to be a great thing. It's time that we needed to revive this family life again. We needed to restore. The enemy is out and rolling. And I know I've been talking to many people. I was actually called at focusing the family, chatting about with few families. Their family is under attack. The church, you know, guys, we've been under attack from the COVID-19. Why? Because we're the family. We need us to stand, rise again. I like this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. It says, some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves. And some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into a one body, one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. We all share the same spirit. We are one body. We are one body. We are functioning in one body. My hands, as I said about Fingelela, Fingelela, it's more not just about only just my hands. Everything with me is Fingelela. Everything that is a part of me is going around. The body of Christ is also because the family. We are the family. And I want to I take one thing, and I know I'm just a little bit getting excited about this family as I look at the time, but we are very blessed, Sarepta. Our diversity is a strength, not a weakness. We, this is not a weakness. I've looked around in terms of all the churches around, and then a lot of people thinking, wow, 
this diversity is becoming a problem. Listen, this is building each other, showing us what on heaven, on earth would look like. Amen, Amanda. We need a people of race, colored, nations, ages, all stages. Don't think when you are here, we are old, now it's over with you. Listen, I like the Zulu culture. We like Ukoko, we like Umkulu. Some of you, if you don't understand that, grandmother and grandfather, we adore those people. Why do we adore those people? Because they've got wisdom, they walk through to the journey. Some of them, they know what it looks like to be in a battle. We know, we go to him. Sometimes we used to sit umkulu. If there's umkulu around here, tell me about the story. Tell me what God has been like. Tell me how your marriage has been looked like. I'm not going to go to another young person and asking him about if the chain of the marriage. I'm going to go to Mkul and tell him, is your wife been sometimes like this? And he'll tell me, yeah, sometimes wives, they get a little bit tougher. <laughs> and I have assurance of learning from other people. And I want to repeat again, our diversity is more destructive. As us in Sarepta here, I wanted you guys to embrace that as the family, as different that we are. God is happy about this. Isn't that difficult? Yes, it will be difficult. Imagine having a family of Chinese Indonesians and whatever. And it's okay. Christ is the one that's putting all that together. We have unity in diversity. Our diversity is a blessing. It's not a curse. And that's why we have this unity in this place. It brings us together. Going back to Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts. Not just one. Not just one. There is something that gives us an ability to know that they, we function because we've got all this and then it's only helping us that when the hands and the mind, it all works together. But everything that we do, it's all centered in Christ. And I want to challenge to you, as we look in terms of reaching we all have gifts here in this church. Nobody that will sit around and engage without participating in their gift. We need people to help with the Sunday school, which kids zone. So we can be, I'm the person that came to Sarepta to Sunday school, and then the Sunday school teacher did not know that he's raising up the pastor. I wanted to let you know, whatever you do, you're not doing it for the people, but you're doing it for the kingdom. It's all about Christ. That is giving the glory. The glory does not come to me, but the glory goes to Jesus. So for us, I'm tired of people saying that, oh, I cannot do this, I cannot. The reason you do that, you're not doing it for anybody that have to owe you anything. I don't have one Anything that I used to do, I say I'm doing it for one audience. That one audience is Jesus Christ. Sometimes in this society, we wanted to do for many audiences. 
I wanted to remind you, Sarepta, again, do it for one audience. That is Christ himself. That is the one that, this is my beloved one, who I know who I'm well of. He gives you the affirmation. He's pleased when you do anything. We add value to the board when we participate and engage. I like Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wanted to be. I always laughed. I said, God given us two ears so we can hear. <laughs> he given us two eyes so we can probably see. He given us two hands so we can be able to stand where we can walk around. But there's a few things that we've been given one and one and one and one. One nose and one mouth and whatever. I use my mouth not to talk a lot, by the way, when I'm having some few arguments because I like to hear because I've got two ears. You are together side by side. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. You are together side by side to get others to believe the good news. Side by side. It's not by me only who've got an, an authority as the presence, as the people that has got some power. And when I come here, I do anything. And then I used to actually laugh all the time. I said, if someone calls me up at Finelela somewhere, I needed to deliver demons or anything. I said, you've got the power as well to pray for those who are not well and those sick as well. All you needed to do in Jesus' name, be healed. Don't call the pastor, but I live at Embo. Embo is about far away from here. You stay around in Gilead. Embo, probably if you want to come at Embo, first of all, I know it's just a funny joke. The monkeys, they don't go to Embo because they are scared they're going to be eating. They are happy to stay at that side of Hillcrest. I want to let you know. I want to let you know. We are all have a take to participate in the kingdom. We are all here to Finelela. What does that giving us? It's giving us the ability that we are working side by side. We reach our full potential when we choose to belong. I know sometimes we don't choose our family. We don't choose our family. And it's a very difficult thing. But I'm very grateful going back to Ephesians again. That God has chose a family for me, the family of Christ. I'm very grateful that the people that I've made, the people that I've got to know, it's when those people that say, I walk with Christ, and they can be able to deposit what Christ looks like in my life. They gave me a great inheritance whenever, even now, I'm passing it through to my children. My children, they used to ask me when it's a grandfather's day or something like that, where is Mamkulu to talk because it's a grandfather? I'm sorry, my son, but I want to let you know that your grandfather is Jesus Christ. But I've stopped that by now because there's no way that my Zoe now, if it's a mother's day or grandmother's or anything, listen, you all know, Janet, you are the grandmother of my children because you know Christ. No matter if they look like, why is it so white? <laughs> okay. 
God, I'll paint you black another day. And then I send you there. Why? We are Christ. We are one body. If we pull up the skin out, there is no such thing that will be different. The same blood that will come together. Why I say this again, again, church, is to remind you what is the family look like. There is conflict in the family. There is fight. And there is enemy. Actually, I want to say to you, this is a gossip. Don't tell anyone. My wife, I don't know. She's not watching online. Don't worry. The enemy does not go far away, but the enemy starts in the family. The enemy is not going to walk around at the morn and say, hey, I want to attack. Oh, no, no, no. The enemy is going to start inside the family. As well in the church. The enemy is not going to go out. He's going to come inside. I like the revelation book that comes to me that I just want to drop to you. Jesus says, I'm knocking in chapter 3. I'm knocking so you can let him in. But sometimes as the church as well, we let him out. We let him out. We don't want it, him to come because he's knocking out today. And I wanted to, my prayer for you, let's not close Jesus Christ outside. Let's let him in. Let's let him in. Let's let him come and dwell among us. Let's let him come and dwell among our family. I want to say to you, you haven't lost any family. You have a family of Christ. And you are actually the one that you are accountable to Finelela as the family to build those families again. It's not about me. It's not about my strength. As I'm about to close, I've been reading this fantastic book. Peter says that there's a few things that they have been analyzing and looking in terms of the importance of the church. And then I like about the vision of Fingelela. Fingelela, if people that do not have a vision, they what they perish. We needed to have a vision so we can be able to structure. But sometimes we are too focused on everything and look like that. But the vision is calling us to come together. So we could not be able to perish. And about the church family, someone says that it's so insignificant. This is what it helps. It helps us to have a low risk of depression. When you come together as the family, as the church, there is some low risk of depression. Because when we come here, we will want the Holy Spirit to come and move among us. We forget about other things. And we can, to, we can be able to lift each other as the family. Something he says that we have a better understanding of each other. We can to be able, we can have conflict, we can have some things that are not right, but what happened, we get to be able because one thing that put us together, it's only Christ himself. There is nothing else that we wake up in this morning and come here and thinking, oh, I'm here because of myself. We are here because God has called us to be here. God has called us to take us the mandate. One thing that I like about Matthew chapter 28, even part of the Fingelala vision, we are here to make the disciples of the nation. All authority has been given, not to Zolani, not to talent, not to Amanda, not to Kanya, but all authority has been given to everyone here. To heal the sick, to pray for the brokenhearted, 
to restore the love that is about to be gone. I don't know about you, but I want to tell you today, Fingelela, we are coming here as one body, as one unity. And we wanted to be able to stand firm. We're going to have differences, but those differences, they're going to be in peace in Christ. We're all going to come together and say, Lord Jesus, we are fighting here as a family. I don't like my brother. I don't like my sister. But help me, Lord, to love those people. Help me, Lord, to be able to understand what is your will on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm about to end. As I'm ending, I just want to remind you something. The vision is not about Zola and Fingelela. The vision is about you to practice it. It's to engage, to belong. As well as the family, you are part of the family. You are part of engaging in the family. You are part of belonging. That's what it's all about. And that is no other thing, the reason we are doing this. Because if I can do this vision by myself, I think I'll be like a dead cat in the road by the end of the week. And that is why I want us to support each other. But on that element, the Lord has been telling to me, there's under attack in the families. Maybe your families, they don't know Christ. Maybe your families, they've been, they did not like you for some reason. Because you stand the truth that you will walk with Jesus. You've been persecuted because of the way you make the decision. And then sometimes I used to laugh. Someone says that my life is looking very well since I got to know Christ. And I always say, thumbs up. It's good for you. You've made a good decision. And yes, of course, it doesn't mean that you must look like a record when you go to know Christ. But you know you have a great eternal of in heaven. And don't be actually anxious when you see things happening. It's actually grooming you to be able to walk with Christ. Every day by day, we're getting better and better and better and better All those challenges of knowing Christ. And I want to say to you, I want you to pray for your family every day of your life. Pray for your church. Pray for the, the persecuted church. Pray for South Africa. Pray for the guilt around. But wanted to say to you, if you have anybody in your family that you haven't forgive them, I ask you to forgive them today in this morning. I forgive my father. And I forgive those people that have raped my aunt. I set them free. Because I know I've got no responsibility over it. Christ has. So today, I want to close in this morning. Holy Spirit, would you be so good to us? Lord, we give this year to you. Lord, we, you know where to finyelela. Right now, I pray those who are not well, that will be well in Jesus' name. I pray for those who find it hard to forgive for their family members, I pray that they can forgive them in Jesus' name. Lord, you speak, and I give glory to you. And I want to honor you for this morning that we can be a strong family, that even the enemy wanted to attack, we can stand firm and say, in Jesus' name, it's accomplished. I call upon you, and I thank you, Jesus, for your greatness. Lord, build your family. Build your family. 
pray for your coverage, your blood of Jesus over us. I even pray for the family that are struggling in this town. We've been looking at in Stockville from this flood. Some families, are, they don't know what to do because some think their, their houses went down. We pray for your provision. We pray for this family of Sarepta for your provision as well. Even our own by family from out in the name, we pray for your trust and your provision. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.